This is supposed to be like high grade shit. gals and guys and non-binds welcome to the juice box with me raspberry your host the sixth episode and this episode we're going to be talking about sexuality and specifically my sexuality and how i look at that and kind of what goes on in the world with all that because as you know there are all of these bills being passed like i think are not really passed but considered brought up like 380 something of them that are about you know trans and drag queens and adult entertainers and them being like considered to be child groomers and molesters and stuff like that it's really crazy because this is something that i have heard not to me personally but i've heard even like growing up about gay people so it's like this is still the rhetoric being used and it's kind of wild but before we get into the juice of the juice box i do have my incense popping off as you know it's called buddha's bliss by that satya brand i get it from this like local smoke shop like every smoke shop has this brand of incense but it's buddha's bliss so we're a calm we're up on cloud nine and i got my tea since i am filming this episode in the evening kind of closer to my bedtime i am doing a sleepy time tea which is it's like extra strength so it's mainly chamomile chamomile and spearmint and i think hawthorn is what it said i don't even know what that is i probably look into that to make sure it's not messing up with my own juju and stuff but that is what i'm sipping on today and i got my ragsbury merch on the root beer hoodie so if y'all have not ordered yours make sure you get it because i am finishing up recording of root beer and that's gonna be out soon y'all super soon and we got photo shoots coming and hopefully a music video like i'm really trying to go to the nines on this so <clears throat> get onto that vibe and i am enlightened i had to make sure that i was on that because i just got back in town from celebrating me birthday my boyfriend had gotten this cute little like tiny house cabin type thing it was in somebody's backyard but it was like it was it was super nice. Like I I really loved it. I had a great time. We brought our my dog with us and we watched some scary movies and had some good local food and just kind of escaped from the city for a while, which I like to do. I love to be out in nature and be in the trees and be away from like the city lights and the sounds and all that stuff. Like it'd be stressing me out to be here and all that, especially because I live right next to a busy road when I'm back in my own house. It was nice to unplug and kind of get back in touch with myself, you know, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm getting back into it. Um, cause I'm getting back into work, you know, starting this week, it's going to be pretty wild because all of the slowness of the season is over. So as we start getting a little bit busier, which means my mental health is going to be getting punched and uppercut and all that crazy stuff because I'm trying to like, you know, keep myself safe while dealing with the onslaught of talking to three customers at once. It's I can't even I can't even explain how difficult it is to and, and, and on top of that, to try to be empathetic to every situation, regardless of what it is, when it, it doesn't matter. I think why I have a hard time with this job most of all is because I don't feel like I'm being like rewarded in the way of like how my music and how the podcast and my art 
is like, I feel like I'm actually giving back and I'm making a difference in people's lives and in their energy fields and things like that. When it comes to customer service and at least what I'm doing, I don't feel like I'm, I'm not getting that same kind of energy. So I feel like it's wasting my time. Like, yeah, it pays the bills because, you know, everyone needs to be able to work and to be able to afford living. You know, you can't not work, but I just, I hate it. So I'm going going to try to be as open and transparent with y'all. This is where I, I tend to slip away and I get lazy and I like don't put out the music. I almost didn't want to record this podcast episode because I was just like out of town. But I need to do this for myself. Like, fuck my job, respectfully. Like, I need to work overtime for myself. You know, I need to be going hard in the paint for myself every opportunity that I get, no matter how late it is or how early it is. If I wake up and I'm feeling that inspiration bug has bit me, I'm finna go and do something about it. Whether that be sitting down and, you know, researching things that are going on in the world and society and, you know, connecting with y'all online, learning about what y'all are going through and offering advice and positive energy. Like, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. So, <clears throat> the potatoes and the meats of the episode is sexuality. So, I, as you know, I am a gay man. Ooh, I just poured a bunch of hot tea in my finger. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. That is... Okay. She's not ready to drink, apparently. Not that I got third-degree burns. Not really. It wasn't that bad, but it was... Yeah, it's very hot. Anyway, yes, I I am a gay man. Then this is something that I feel that has become very prominent in my appearance and in my presence online over the past few years because the more that I like learn and fall in love with myself, I just want to like put I I want to put that at the forefront of everything, you know? So this wasn't always something that was easy for me to be confident about and to be so open about because of I think what the standard is that we're taught growing up. So when I was a little kid, you know, a little raspberry, I wasn't like a typical little boy. You know, I, I have two older brothers that they're, I think they're about five years or more, probably more older than me, but the, the age gap was big enough that I didn't really spend a lot of time with them. I spent more time with my younger sister and, you know, she was into Barbies and Bratz dolls and all of that stuff. So I liked to play with them. Like, not like she would, how she would. She would, like, be soap opera with these fucking dolls. Like, I'm going to dump you. Like, I can't believe you cheated on me. Like, it, she was wilding out. I'd have to have a whole, like, anyway, but... <clears throat> Yeah, I, I, I like to do their hair. I, I like to dress them. Like I like to do my sister's hair, but that's what I really enjoyed doing with them. Or I like to take them like into the swimming pool or into the bath, you know, because I like to see their hair flowing like, you know, a mermaid or whatever. But I feel like it wasn't something that was always celebrated f- for me to be doing. And I, I don't feel like it was something that I was able to do just like I think that like my parents got me a Max Steel action figure, which is like a Barbie, but for boys. And I got like remote control cars and like I, you know, I liked that stuff to a certain extent, but it wasn't like my bread and butter. So I felt like bad about it, I guess. Like 
all my other guy friends were playing with like Hot Wheels and like squirt guns and they were going out and being boys like I don't know, being stinky <laughs> and being like tricksters and being up to no good. Like I, I wasn't that kind of little boy. I, I guess I was more like more of the a feminine type of little boy. Like I was more soft. I wasn't into sports as much. Like I wasn't trying to wrestle and fight and do all that stuff. You know, I was more of like chilling. Like I like, I like to read and paint and be like emotional and stuff like that. And I remember like my mom wouldn't let me play with squirt guns and she wouldn't let me play like stuff that my brothers, like my brothers were into BMXing and like skateboarding and they like smoked cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, they were in high school when I was like, I- I'm thinking specifically of a time when I was in second grade. Like that was when I, I was seven years old and I feel like that's when I really started to like get these little ideas that... <clears throat> I was different than everyone else. Most of my friends, like my mom's friends, children were girls. They had, they didn't have, I I didn't grow up around boys. So a lot of my inspiration, a lot of my influence came from them, from my mom. Like my dad was there and I did play basketball and like, you know, for most of my childhood. And I feel like that was more so to have some type of a connection with my dad. Cause he coached me for a minute and he also played sports in high school and went into college to do that, like football, the whole nine yards, like the whole, the whole man's man thing. But I wasn't really like, I was good at basketball, but I wasn't really enjoying it as much as when I started getting into musical theater. Like they got me into a performing arts school starting from third grade. So that I really enjoy, like dressing up, putting on, like I didn't, I didn't wear makeup when I was younger, but I remember like being caught putting on, you know, my mom's mascara or her lipstick when I was like six and like my dad being mad about it. I don't remember my mom's reaction specifically. I'm sure it was something more of like, haha, it's cute. Let's laugh about it. And like another time when I was in probably around the same age, my cousin had painted my nails red and I had come back to the apartment. So at this time, my mom's friend, we lived in the same apartment complex. That's never happened to me in my life that I can remember, but that was interesting. But I had gone back to the apartment and she painted my nails, come back. And my dad was mad about it and immediately was like, take him back and take it off. And I, and I feel like there were other times where like I would stand stand in a way where it was more like feminine and my dad didn't like that like I remember one time he like knocked my hand out of holding the nook of my elbow once when we were standing in the grocery store and told me not to stand like that I feel like a lot of my life I've been more feminine than masculine and there's always been that thing where like boys have to be masculine they have to like blue and like cars and and play with boy toys like it's I think it's it's very dumb it's extremely stupid to have the whole color thing when it comes to gender and the whole toy thing, like saying that boys can't wear pink or like pink. It's it, it's so outdated, but it's still so deep within the framework of like what we're battling with all the time that like <clears throat> me being a gay man, I'm and I'm more feminine than most men i'm seen as weak i'm seen as a being a woman or not being a man because i'm not a fucking lumberjack or a a quarterback football player like i don't understand it 
And I don't know why it's not more acceptable for it to be this way. Like when it comes to Prince, I don't really know what his sexuality was and I don't really care to be honest, but I feel like he was mostly heterosexual. He was experimenting with his sexuality, obviously, but I feel like even with him, the women didn't really care that much. It was the men who had a problem with it. Like it's always the men that have to try to push this whole, I can't cry. I can't be emotional. I have to be tough. Like I I have a friend that once asked me like, how often do I cry? And then was like almost proud of the fact that he didn't cry that, oh yeah, nothing makes me cry. I'm just like, why is it that people want to be that way? And not people, just men, maybe straight men in general. I just feel like that is how it is. And it makes me really sad because there's other little boys that are like me right now that it's probably even worse because of if their parents are those who don't support them. And I don't think that my parents didn't support me, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Let me finish my thought. But these kids now nowadays, they don't have the support that they need. And I feel like with me being a really good, you know, positive example for my younger nephew, who is like, I think he's like seven, because I, I've, I've had to educate him on using the whole, like, that's gay thing and stuff like that, because that's something that kids use when I was little. And I don't remember, like, where it came from or why and why it even got tied with being gay equals stupid or being a negative thing. Like it used to be, I remember when we first learned about being gay, like, oh yeah, I am gay. It means joyful and happy because I feel like that's what it was in Shakespearean times. And then it just somehow got to where it is now, which I don't know. I wish that I could almost go back and talk to my younger self and let myself know that it was going to be okay in the end, that no matter what my interests were, that as I grew to be an adult, I could still pursue those and still, you know, be happy. Um, I, I felt like a lot of my life, I always wanted to be something different. And I always fought myself to be something different. And I thought that with, me being um, molested for a very long time when I was younger by a man, that that was the reason that I was gay or that I had homosexual tendencies is what I feel like a lot of people were calling them. Um, But I learned that that really wasn't it because there's other people who have the similar story where it was a woman and they are also gay. So I don't feel like that really had anything to do with it, but I struggled with that for a while, especially not telling my parents about that and not feeling comfortable telling anyone about these wrestling emotions that I had that like in elementary school, I had crushes on girls, but I still thought like there were attractive boys. And I feel like maybe it's more attractive people because even now I am gay, obviously, like I have a boyfriend. I like that. But I know when a woman is attractive or sexy, if you will, like I know like I just have a general sense of that. I feel like like I'm not just attracted to men, but like <clears throat> I wish I could go back and just tell myself that like just to be okay. And and it's really cool to see the younger generations that are 
positive and very confident in their sexuality right now that know they're gay when they're eight years old and they're out there like fucking killing it. That's very inspiring for me and probably for other adults who are a lot older than them but are seeing them live their truth at such a young age. It helps pull that out of you, that inner child in you that you didn't let shine, that I'm letting shine now. My child self back then wanted to be pretty, wanted to be soft, wanted to express myself in that way, but I couldn't because I had to be tough. I couldn't cry. I couldn't do the things that my sister did and what my mom did. And like for it to not be met with, with love and with anger, I never understood that. So in junior high school, there was never anyone out that I could share these things with, even in high school, there might've been like one or two people, but it wasn't something where everyone was just proud and like uplifting about it. We had to come out. And why does it have to be that way? It's now in 20, we're in 2023 and people are still having to come out and people are still wondering and caring about what sexuality someone identifies with. When in reality, it doesn't matter. Like, When it comes to trying to have a positive society, have a happy society, and just to share love with everyone, why does it matter if they like a man or a woman, if they're a man, or if they're a woman and they like another woman? It it, it doesn't matter. And I say that a lot. And I don't don't know how how else to put it because I can't wrap my, my mind around it. We are always told that, oh, the gay people, we are pushing this agenda onto everyone and we're sexualizing kids and stuff like that. And that's the complete opposite of what we're doing. It's the straight people that are pushing this agenda from birth. Before the child even can speak a sentence, you were doing the blue pink shit at the gender reveal parties. That like that doesn't make any sense to me. You're painting a whole room for a baby boy blue when they might like the color pink. They might like the color fucking green for all you know. But that's what you're thinking. So you're getting them all of these toys. A boy, you're getting him dinosaurs. You're getting him action figures. You're getting him Hot Wheels. You're getting him a bunch of things that are what you feel like a boy should be into. But for me... I wasn't into those things when I was a little boy. I didn't really care for dinosaurs. Yeah, I liked magic. I liked witches and wizards. And I liked unicorns. And I liked Barbie dolls. And I liked to bake and do cakes and stuff like that. Because that's what my mom liked to do. I liked to garden. I liked to cook. All these things that are considered to be what a woman should do. that, That are considered feminine. And in high school, I had a lot of friendships that ended because I was more feminine. I, I, I remember one of my friends saying that it was a problem for him that I had a relationship with my mom and my sister. Because most boys have a strong relationship with their dad. They go out and do the whole fishing thing. They, 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 they do all of that. And I've been fishing with my dad when I was younger. I played sports with my dad. I've tried all of those things. And I didn't really enjoy them as much as playing with a Barbie doll. <laughs> and like I also played video games when I was younger. I used to play a lot of like fighting games where you could select your character, right? And I like to play the female characters <laughs> because the, I feel like maybe I saw more of myself in them and because they usually had the the cooler outfits and they had like 
like myself, I always say I like to wear flowy stuff. They always had cool moves and abilities, and like the male characters were normally very like muscular and broody and like punchy, and like that's boring to me. <laughs> I I'm I'm very bored by like the straight heterosexual box that people want 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 to put you in as a child when you're growing up and will make fun of you for not being like that and will cast you out and make you feel like your life is not worth it or that you're less than because you don't also I are you don't also participate in those activities. So I'm trying to educate people whenever I see it as much as possible to try to break this way of thinking, especially with the younger generation, because I'm hoping that they will then pass that message on to someone else if they are seeing someone being discriminated against because of their sexuality. I I don't know. It, 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 it really it, it breaks my heart that like you'll have the most genuine soul out there, especially when it comes to drag queens who just want to go out there and read a child's book to a child and connect with children who probably are feeling these very confused feelings inside about how they're presenting themselves on the outside. And there are so many nasty people out there that are sexualizing it and taking away from the love and the positivity that this drag queen is trying to share, that the queer community is trying to share. And most of the drag events that are all ages appropriate are all age appropriate. So you're not going to get a bunch of... I, I feel like people think that drag queens are like strippers and that that's what they're doing, that they're out there being raunchy and nasty and pornographic or something like that in front of children, when in reality, it's 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 the coach and the uncle and the pastor that's doing that. The people that are being defended over and over and over again, but they're tearing down the drag queens and the gay people because we're easy to target. But there's so, more, so many more of us now that are out, especially in the media, and we're here to not let this happen and to get any worse. And I don't know what I can do. I'm, I'm trying to look into more of what I can do and trying to share that, but it, it sometimes feels very defeating and hopeless because as much as I am proud of who I am and the skin that I'm in, I don't know where I'm going to go publicly if that's going to be accepted and who might attack me verbally or physically. I've never had that happen physically being attacked because of it, but it's something that's always on the back of my mind, especially in the gay clubs and gay events that randomly will be targeted for hate crimes and stuff like that. Straight people don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. They don't have to worry about going to, you know, having a fun event with their friends and that it's going to get shot up. <laughs> they don't have to worry about like most of gay relationships are started through apps now because it's so much different. It's easier for a straight person to just go and find love wherever because that's normal. And when you go to a space where you feel uncomfortable, like what, 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 what can you do besides leave? <laughs> so I, 
that's probably most of the reason why I'm so introverted into myself and why I don't go out and be as social is because it's harder for me to water myself down and filter myself the more honest I am with myself. And I can't hold my tongue in a situation where it calls for me to speak up. And because I'm not a fighter, I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm going to have to fight someone. But I will if I need to, to get the point across. Because I feel that having a conversation with people now and showing them facts and wisdom doesn't work a lot of the time. It's like they need to have a knuckle sandwich, if you feel me. <laughs> and I'm not that person. Like I'm, I'm always the lover. I'm, I'm never the fighter. I, I don't, I don't want to have the the controversy. I don't want to have the confrontation. I just want to have be able to live a life as a gay man, just like a straight man could live, without being ridiculed, without being made fun of, without being worried that I'm going to get attacked on the street or that some law is going to be passed where it's illegal for me to be who I am. Straight people don't have a fear of that. And the, the allies out there who see and hear these things happening and they also don't do anything about it or don't see the problem with it is dangerous and heartbreaking to me too because we can only do so much. We need everyone because like the, this, is, this is like a human rights thing. It's not a mental illness. It's not unnatural that everyone keeps trying to say. And like I watched a TikTok of this little boy trying to tell his mom that he was gay and she basically kicked him out of the house and was saying that he was only telling that to her to get under her skin. People get so selfish with it when it comes to their kid expressing this. And it, it kind of reminds me of probably myself, why I didn't bring it up when I was younger. Cause I probably felt like that was going to be a burden for my parents. I'm always so selfless. And I always put everyone else first for a very long time. So how would my parents feel to have a gay kid? I don't know. I didn't find out until later. And I, I, don't, I don't feel like I really ever found out. I never had this conversation with my dad. I think a lot of gay men, gay boys don't have this conversation with their dad because you don't know. I don't know what that conversation is going to look like. It's scary. It's very scary. And I'm very fortunate to not have had the experience where I was kicked out or had it where I came out and it was like a huge life altering change for me. Like my friends left and like stuff like that. I'm very fortunate to not have had that, but it also has contributed to my mental health and struggling with my identity because I couldn't confidently express that as easily as a straight boy could just by being a boy and being praised for that and me being different and being made fun of for it. And I was angry at my parents for a while. Like I, I had a lot of anger in me for a very, very long time when it came to this kind of stuff, especially when I had found out, and I don't, I don't even know this is true, but I had talked to one of my brothers and they had said that when my mom had finally realized that I was gay, because I just had a boyfriend once that, I was like, I don't know, I went to audition for The Voice 
back in high school. I had a boyfriend that came with me that she was calling my friend and her other friend that is queer friendly. She knew that he was my boyfriend, but but I feel like when my mom finally came to terms with it, um, my brother said that that she had gone over to their house and was like upset, crying, and that was like your brother is gay, like feeling that she failed as a parent or something like that. I don't know all the details. Sorry to put y'all on blast like that, but it's part of my story, and I was shocked to hear that <laughs> because I don't think that my mom didn't not accept it but she didn't accept it if that makes sense i think i remember one of the first questions she asked me was what about grandkids a very selfish question because what about grandkids did that have to do with me Uh, i've i neither of my parents ever asked me about like was i sure you know how did i know they never asked me about my story and I think that's maybe the case with a lot of parents from the older generation, from the millennials to like the baby boomers, even Gen Z or whatever. There's so much of a difference when it comes to communication and talking about things that are uncomfortable, mental health being one of them, but sexuality. And I feel like my parents, they had to have known that I was different in this way. My mom had told me that she had asked one of my... um gay friends, family members, whatever, if they thought I was going to be gay when I grew up and he had told her no. (laughs) Like you're, you're asking someone else about your own son. Like the fact that that was even a question. These are questions that happen a lot. I think even today with the young kids, it's always like, is my son gay? And what do I do with that? Like, how am I supposed to? You're just supposed to love your kid and accept your kid and guide your child. It's not about what are you supposed to do with the information. My supervisor at my job had told me a story about how, you know, their parent had come out to them and that they had also had like kind of a selfish question of like, what about me? Was I, was I a a mistake? And I felt like, I know that this was her story and it was a different, a point of view, obviously, but I felt like when it comes, when it comes to someone coming to you with someone with something vulnerable, like I have been living as a straight person for X amount of years and I'm now openly gay and talking to you about this, the amount of courage that that takes after living this lie for however long and the first question that people always think they always think about themselves and i feel like maybe that's how i used to think as well like when anyone would bring up a situation not just with being gay just like we want to think about ourselves first and how we feel and it when it comes to that it's always the other person bringing the information to you that's who's most important any question about yourself is a, is a different conversation. So I, I would hope that it would be more accepting for it to be like a societal norm for people to be gay. There are more people that are gay now than ever. <laughs> and I think I read something like that that's the case in the UK. Like there's more people that identify as that. 
and there's more like LGBTQIA plus representation everywhere. And it's been such a positive uplifting for the vibe for everybody across the board. Yeah, there's still the people that are hating and they're being negative and they're screaming about it and all that and trying to bring everybody down. But I feel like majority of it is still going in the right direction. So people can come and try to attack me as much as they want now. I have learned a lot about myself and how I want to express myself and that it's totally fine to be gay. It is normal. It happens with animals in the animal kingdom and we are animals at the end of the day. So I'm ready for it. That's why I talk a lot about that in my music, being more feminine than masculine, but still having both of that. And I poke fun at the whole straight you know, going to the gym and being buff and sporty all the time in my music. And that's something I'm going to, going to continue to do because I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious that people will make it a point, go out of their way to try to make someone feel bad about themselves and how they're dressing, who they're kissing, what kind of music they listen to, what colors they're, they're interested in, like stupid stuff like that. They go out of their way to try to police that when it has nothing to do with them. Some of these people that are mad about drag queens reading the kids don't even have kids, don't even have a wife, don't even have a girlfriend to make a kid with. They are just trying to do, it's, it's crazy how they think they have this whole like, I don't know, moral hive mind compass where like I have to be the savior and Jesus this and religion and that's a whole other thing all in itself. It's where like, I have nothing against anyone who practices religion, Christianity, Mormonism, whatever. Nothing against it. But the moment you start trying to push that and use that to tie that into the laws to dictate how someone lives their life, that is when it becomes a problem. Because there's other religions. Like for me, I I know about the spirituality, like paganism and all that stuff. There's other religions like that which is paganism, that's very like a broad thing to say, but they're, they're not out there pushing this, you know, message onto other people that how they're living their life is wrong and that it's sinful and that, that they're going to go to some hell of some sort. They're not using Bible scriptures and verses to condemn people. And it's, it's really wild that that is so many of or so so much of what what people are thinking like i i didn't grow up in religion and i know that they think a certain thing about homosexuality and I actually have a guest for my next episode um, of the podcast who kind of grew up in a religious, you know, um, environment who will be talking about that a little bit more because I don't know the uh, the first thing about it. But there are so many different forces on the outside that are trying to stop queer people from existing and it's so tiring like why can't you guys just let us be <laughs> especially when there's no evidence to back up all of this like hateful things that are being said i try to approach these people with love but the moment that it just it, it goes in one ear and out the other and it's like they get that beastly they see red, like it's, well, I just realized this was the first sip of my tea that I've taken this whole episode. <laughs> 
35 minutes in. I guess I had a lot to say. I feel that this was almost a little bit of a rambly episode. And I think it's because, to be honest, I'm still coming to terms with my sexuality and the whole masculine feminine thing and how I present that. I'm still, you know, learning about myself and falling in love with myself and trying to, you know, get through life and figure out how I want to present myself and how I want to present myself all the time and not just around certain people. Like I'm not going to use certain vernacular around certain groups of people. Like it's going to be the same throughout. It's I'm tired of like doing the whole code switching thing and trying to be mindful of other people's emotions when it comes to things like just existing. I'm not doing anything that should make you upset, but you're upset about it. I'm still, I, I, I don't want to say struggling with it. I'm still building on it. I love where I'm at right now. There are flaws that we all have. There's flaws that I have that I'm still working through ironing out and they've been fueling me and making me a little bit more powerful. And I realized that that provided me with a different point of view that I feel like most straight men are not going to be able to see. So being that I had a close relationship with my mom and my sister, I was more in touch with my feminine side and the womanly nature. So I understand why women feel the way that they feel about men and why they need certain protections and why trans women need protections and why everyone that's different, like more feminine boys need protection and that homosexualness, homosexualness, queerness and stuff like that, especially in youth, needs to be protected because we are going to be taught and they're going to be shown that that they should not exist. They're going to be told that they shouldn't exist, that they are, you know, an uh, abomination, that they're sinful, X, Y, Z, all this stuff. And that when it comes to like women, all of the things that they have to deal with, especially when it comes to men, I don't know the half of it, but it, I can understand the struggle to a certain extent. And that's why I will support whatever they have going on at, at, you know, I just, I feel that it shouldn't be so hard for people to just love and support. Why is it so hard for you? Because you don't have this point of view. You don't agree with it. Why can't you just be okay with that and still love that person and move on with your life? That is what I'm hoping we will get to one day and that it won't have to be like this whole thing about man versus woman and straight versus gay and masculine versus feminine. Like, why is there always having to be this thing going on? Blue versus pink. Like, I'm so over that shit. So anyway, I have had to do a couple edits on this episode already and kind of frustrated me because my microphone or something went out in the middle of it. So... Uh, again, sorry if this is a little bit rambly, but I had a great time doing it, and I hope I can continue making podcasts and making music for y'all to get your inspiration from and to get your positivity, your little sip sip on um, if you're not getting it from anywhere else. And I just want to thank y'all for tuning into the sixth episode, right? Yeah, of the Juice Box. We got a couple episodes left. We got um, an interview coming on the next one, so make sure you tune into that because we're going to be getting into some different viewpoints that I haven't talked about before. And before I close up everything, 
Make sure you get up on the Patreon. There's going to be a different episode that is going to be different than this podcast episode. So if you want to know what else I talked about that wasn't in this cast, it's going to be up there. And make sure you drop some money in the piggy bank or buy some merch, you know, support the dream. And I'm going to be having some new music popping off for y'all soon, pulling some stuff out the vaults for y'all as well. So there's this, there's this, some exciting stuff coming for me, Mr. Raspberry, and for y'all for being part of the Raspberry tribe. So thank y'all again, and I love y'all. Have a great rest of your day and your like week. High grade shit. Yeah.